0: Hey guys, I'm Leah Pika. I just dumped an entire bottle of olive oil in my purse and this is Present Beyond Measure Episode 4. Welcome to the Present Beyond Measure Show, where you'll learn the best tips, tools, and techniques for creating and delivering data visualizations and presentations that Inspire data driven decisions, change hearts, and enlighten minds. If you're ready to get your insights noticed, remembered, and acted upon by your audience, you're in the right place. Now, your host, Leah Pika. Hey guys, welcome to the fourth episode of the Present Beyond Measure Show. This is the first volume in a new video series I'm trying out called Perip Your Slide. Free online makeovers of your charts and slides. So the reason I'm doing this is because of slides like this. I presented a slide just like this in a past life, well before I went upon my journey to what I call presentation enlightenment. It's not the worst, but it's definitely not the best. But it represents a time in my life before I had a keen understanding of the brain's comprehension of data And it really didn't do nothing for me or my meeting audience. And one of the most common requests I get from you guys is step-by-step makeovers of slides and charts. Now I recognize it's really hard sometimes to think of new ways to visualize your data without outside guidance or inspiration, which is why I'm always on the lookout for inspiration myself. And this is also something my good friend Laura M. Foley of Foley Designs uh, does on her website. That's for more general presentation and PowerPoint questions. But if you're interested in that, definitely check her out as well. She's going to be on my show notes page at leahpikacom slash 004. So I decided to add this kind of format to my podcast to change things up a little bit. And uh, see a more practical application of some of the principles that I'll be talking about on the show in the future. So, to put all of these principles into practice, I'm gonna use a methodology I call PICA. <laughs> Why PICA? Well, I'm not terribly good at creating witty acronyms, and I swear, swear this is not self serving. Um, it just, the, the words happen to fit the methodology really well. But selfishly, I really, really want to give my married name a meaning other than a psychological disorder that makes you want to eat non-food items like paint and dirt. Yep, dirt. (laughs) That guy looks way too much like my Greek third cousin, but I digress. So, let's get started. So, To give you some background, this is actually a version of the slide I presented at a meeting many years ago, and I've obscured the data, of course. Now, quick thing, if you're listening to this um, in your car through iTunes, there is a video that accompanies this, but you'll still get a lot of value if you're just listening, and you can always visit the show notes page to watch the actual video. Anyway, so I've obscured the data from this, of course, and I'm pretty sure this was my executive's reaction when I presented it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go through the methodology to kind of whip this guy into shape. So we're going to start with P, which is purpose. Now, when I see graphs like this, and I see them a lot, um, I try to think to myself, why does this exist? Does it answer a burning question that my executives or clients have? It may answer a question they asked you, you know, Executives are always begging for visits, just counts of visits, or even worse, hits. <laughs> but you know what happens when executives see a slide like this? They may nod enthusiastically, but what they're really thinking is, so what? So that's why this part of the methodology doesn't actually involve primping anything on the slide or the chart. It's about asking this very important question. What are my stakeholders really asking me for? Why are they asking me for this data? What decision can my data help them inform? And in this context, here is an answer that is getting a little closer to the heart of what they actually wanted. How are marketing channels compare in share of sales? Okay, now we have something we can work towards That's a little more actionable, but we're gonna have to change the data a bit now. So back to the slide. I'll tell you first what doesn't have a purpose here, and that's the pie chart. For many reasons I won't get into here now, I don't ever, ever use these. A table is actually a better option here. So we're gonna start with that, but we're not gonna finish with that, but a little more on that later. But first, we're gonna need to change the actual data to percent share of sales. So, the presentation of this data still isn't doing it for me, so we're going to go to the second step of the PICA methodology, and that is I for insight. A lot of graphs that I see are just statements about something. Conversion rate by channel, media spend by quarter. These are just statements. But as Aminash Kashik mentioned on a recent thought leader conversation with the Digital Analytics Association, and I'll put a link to that on the show notes page as well, he said something really interesting. He said, analysts need to be able to distinguish between data and insights. So what does he mean by that exactly? Well, by definition, an insight is the capacity to gain an accurate and deep, intuitive understanding of a person or thing. And uh, that's not what this slide achieves for us. You know, maybe everyone on your team is always talking about how great email is, and it's what the company spends a lot of time and resources on. But here, it may be pointing out that email is only third on this list. But we really wouldn't be doing our team a favor if we just stopped here. This isn't the whole story. And that is the next stop in our methodology, which is C for context. So you have your share of sales. Is that good? Is it different than last month, last year? How does that line up with our targets? How... Does that play into the context of our business? You know, having that metric alone really doesn't allow us to understand what's actually going on here. So here's a question that can help us apply some context. Is there a better metric or second metric to help us better understand our performance? In this case, how about we add in how do our channel conversion rates compare? You know, volume alone really doesn't tell the whole data story. So, here we're going to add a second table that has conversion rates. And whoa, that's an interesting story now. Email converts way higher than any other channel. And now, this is starting to flesh out an understanding of our marketing portfolio that's well beyond a count of visits, right? Okay, so now the title of our slide here is still just a statement about what the slide is showing. This does nothing for your audience. So I'm gonna swap it out with an observation or an assessment of what the data actually means. This is called a McKinsey title, and it will help guarantee that no matter how your audience has interpreted your chart, the meaning of your data is clear. the first part is a meaningful assessment of the data. It's your power statement. And underneath, you have a smaller statement of what the data represents, just in case people aren't sure what it is. This is also really helpful for when someone might take things out of context or forward someone a screenshot of just this slide to someone else on your team without you there to guide them. Now, I realize you're probably forwarding your presentation slides as is to your team afterwards. And in a few episodes, I'm actually going to be talking about why there is a better way to deliver that information. But that's for another day. So for now, we're gonna bring this all home with our last step in the methodology, which is A for aesthetics. Before you present your next chart or slide, I'd like for you to ask yourself, is this chart easy to understand? Will my audience get it? Does your viz follow best practice guidelines for data visualization? Does the color palette complement my brand, help deliver my information, or does it create interference with my message, like radio static? Something I found pretty shocking during my journey was that a few years ago, the ICIA did a study and found that of professionals who count presentation as part of their jobs, only 7% of them had any experience in visual design. And yet, I would argue that this is a pretty critical skill to apply if you want your information understood quickly and effectively. On a recent webinar I did with the Digital Analytics Association, I talked about how I kept saying the word viz and mistake over and over again while I was creating it, and I accidentally coined the term (laughs) vizstake, meaning a data visualization that fails in communicating its key message accurately, quickly, and easily, which is what every slide and chart should aspire to do. So common use for this might be, wow, I'll never get my life back after trying to understand that VizStake. So you kind of get where I'm going with that. And if you have any examples of terrible VizStakes, definitely tweet it out and hashtag V-I-Z-T-A-K-E. Let's see where that goes. So learning to avoid some of the mistakes that we saw in our earlier chart includes first detoxing your slide and chart of clutters like company logos, template bars, page numbers, and all other kinds of doodads that just add noise to your visual. Changing the tables to a bar chart, and this is much easier to read and rank the data, but you're going to want to sort that bar and also detox your default (laughs) default. Ooh, Freudian slip. Default chart settings of legends and grid lines and axes and things like that. You're gonna want to select a more impactful font. Um, you know, the default font is Calibri. I think we can go beyond that to set ourselves apart with a different font. You can increase the size for readability, selecting a more neutral color for your baseline data, and finally, using a standout color to highlight your key insight. I'm gonna be talking a lot more about the impact color has on the brain and how to use it in your data in a few episodes when we go through detoxing and powering up your charts. So stay tuned for that. But for now, let's take a look at this slide before where we started (laughs) and where we landed after applying the PICA methodology. Hopefully you agree that this will work a lot better to communicate my information and I wish I had presented it that way. But hindsight is always 2020. And if you agree or don't, please let me know. Now, if you're new to data viz like this but you want to avoid making some common viz mistakes, there are a couple great ways to learn more about these principles. If you're a member of the DAA and you didn't catch my webinar on data visualization in July, definitely check that out. Uh, the link to the recording for that is leapekacom DAA data recording. And that link will also be on the show notes page for this episode at leapekacom slash 004. Some other great resources you can check out are the Wall Street Journal Guide to Information Graphics by Donna M. Wong. Fantastic starter book to this. It's sort of the gateway book to this whole field. And uh, also, Show Me the Numbers by Stephen Few. This is a compendium of these principles. Both of those will extremely just elevate your graphics to a new level. So those will also be on my show notes page. So let's take a minute to quickly recap the PICA methodology. First, purpose. Ask yourself, Why does this exist? Why am I showing this? Is it just to serve an ask or is there a real reason? Insight. Beyond just stating what the chart says, what does it actually mean? Context. Am I showing the full story or is there other information that's going to complete the picture and help better inform decisions? And last but certainly not least, aesthetics. Aesthetics. It is so important to learn data visualization best practices so that your audience can quickly grasp your information and focus their attention on your insights. So we just went through my Pika methodology and primped my own slide, but now it's your turn. I would love to see your naughty charts or slides and help you figure out how to tune them up and make them hum. It's completely free and your question or challenge may actually help others in the measure marketing community too. So to submit your own work for a tune up, please visit leahpeek.com slash makeover and upload your files via the cute little form there. So just a couple of ground rules when you're submitting to the primp your slides segment. first, I'll accept files with up to three slides or charts, nothing more than that, or else you'll have to hire me. When you do, please give a very detailed description of what your file represents, who your target audience is, and what it is you're struggling with. I want to make sure I thoroughly understand your goals when I take a crack at fixing up your stuff, you know. Now, I won't be going through every step of the methodology for every makeover. Some will maybe only need one or two steps applied, But over time, we're going to start to see how you can view all of your visualizations and slides through this lens. Okay, now this is extremely important. Please, please do not submit files with proprietary or confidential data. I really don't want to accidentally broadcast your company's annual earnings before they do. So please make sure to scrub your files for any sensitive information. And if you want to submit a general question without a slide for the show, that's totally fine too. I would like to be able to do regular Q&A episodes as well to address what it is you need help with the most. Or if you want to come up with a better name for the methodology and submit that, I'm totally open to suggestions. And the last thing I'll say is, please don't be shy. We all have struggles to communicate our information. I still do on a daily basis you know and please make sure to comment on these episodes with any thoughts or approaches that you have as well. You know, sharing our challenges and coming up with solutions together are what's going to take all of us and learn and grow as practitioners, right? Nice. <music> Now we've reached the segment I call the upgrade, some kind of power tip for PowerPoint, Excel, Tableau, something to supercharge your work and get things done faster and better. So have you ever needed to format a number of objects on different slides the same way, but keep having to repeat the same series of actions over and over, like changing text boxes or the font and their size or a shape's color? So did you know that you can quickly repeat the last action you took on an Excel or PowerPoint object? All you have to do is hit Control-Y on a PC or Command-Y on Mac. This is the shortcut for Redo. It's the opposite of Undo, which is Control-X, and this is so fast when you have to make a lot of the same changes on multiple slides. So thanks so much to Tim Wilson of Analytics Demystified for cluing me into that trick has saved me tons of time. All right, that's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening to this special edition of the Present Beyond Measure show. If you like what you've heard, please hop on over to iTunes to subscribe, leave a rating or review. Ratings and reviews are extremely appreciated because they affect the rankings of the show and I will be reading out all my favorite ones on future episodes. Um, So just click that ratings and review tabs right in iTunes. And if you want to continue the conversation and see the show notes for this episode, you can visit me at leahpika.com slash 004 to review the show notes and find all the resources I've mentioned today. You can also sign up for my newsletter, which has tons of exclusive tips and techniques for presenting your data. You can find one at the bottom of my page, at the top, all over the place. And when you sign up, you'll also never miss an episode of the Present Beyond Measure show. So I would love if you could leave me a comment or suggestions because I wanna hear about the challenges that you face when you're presenting information or doing visualizations quickly or anything you'd like me to talk about here. Or you can tweet me a question for the show by including my Twitter handle, which is at Leah Pica, and including the hashtag PBM as in present beyond measure. By the way, you might be wondering why I had an entire bottle of olive oil in my purse to begin with And I think I'm going to let you fill in the blanks here and let that marinate a bit. Oh, I'll be here all night. No, seriously, though, Uh, since I'm on a fairly restricted version of the paleo diet, I always have to be at the ready with organic olive oil and sea salt and all other kinds of crazy seasonings I keep in my bag when I go out to eat. But next time, maybe finding a bottle with a more secure cap would be good. So I'll leave you today with today's presentation inspiration, which is from the magical Stephen Few, and that is give a clear voice to the numbers that tell the story of your organization and clear visibility to the opportunities those numbers reveal. Let's look at these slides and charts as opportunities, not just slides and charts. Till next time. Namaste.